Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio on Blog Talk Radio. This is host Jim Ventura. Uh, hello, everyone out there. Hope you are having a good day. Um, it is nice here in Phoenix where we are broadcasting from. Uh, beautiful uh, 75 degrees. One of the reasons we live in Phoenix <laughs> for the wonderful winters. Anyway, if it's your first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio, let me tell you a little bit about what the uh, show is about. Um, I am, uh, again, host Jim Ventura. And I am an, a professional oracle reader. Uh, my expertise is uh, rather vast uh, in uh, astrology and numerology and tarot and uh, animal cards and rune stones. And there are a number of different oracles I am uh, proficient with. Uh, I have been doing uh, personal counseling work with people for a good 20 years now or so, so uh, I've got a bit of expertise. I work with clients uh, here in my office in Phoenix, and I also, of course, do phone sessions for people. If you're interested in personal sessions, check out my uh, webpage on the blog, and uh, you get some more information by contacting me for that purpose. Blog uh, Talk Radio and Snake Oil Radio is a radio show I started doing almost a year ago in uh, March, April. We will officially be at our one-year anniversary mark for the radio show. Uh, Snake Oil Radio is uh, an outgrowth that had come from a column I started doing about five years ago called Snake Oil. And Snake Oil, the concept behind that is I talk about uh, various metaphysical themes as well as social, emotional, psychological themes from a metaphysical perspective. And uh, usually uh, there can be occasionally I, I touch upon subjects I think at times that might be uh, really hit home for people in a way that they're sort of glad to hear they bring up. And then on occasion I occasionally will get someone a little upset by something that I said, usually uh, something they disagree with or it's just a trigger for them. But I don't do this uh, to be antagonistic. I do this to really kind of point out the way things are in that sense. And that was really the purpose behind uh, Snake Oil was for me to provide an outlet to really talk about, you know, following a, a metaphysical philosophy and a perspective and being really, really honest about things in that sense which you might catch the kind of tongue-in-cheek joke with the uh, column in the radio uh, show being called Snake Oil, and I did that for a reason, because uh, people perceived me as a snake oil salesman, so I figured I would run with that. Uh, yet, <laughs> in reality, the snake oil salesman or uh, people with alternative points of view often uh, can provide quite a bit of wisdom. So this said, format of the show is I do a monthly column and I'm going to read that column. Uh, once I finish reading that column, I will welcome any callers who are listening in live uh, if they'd like to comment on that. The other thing I do during the broadcast, of course, is if anybody has a personal question, um, I will do a little quickie five-minute mini reading, of course, for free for them uh, on a question or an issue if they're willing to, uh, to talk about that live on air. If you are listening and you decide to go into the chat room, which is another option, and you have questions or comments, feel free to uh, post those, and I will respond on air. Though I'm not going to type while I'm while I'm hosting a radio show, believe it or not, I'm not that 
uh, sophisticated in in, uh, in in juggling things uh, in that sense. So that said, let me uh, let me read the column, uh, and then we'll uh, I'll give you the the call in number if anyone's listening live and wants to call in again to comment on that subject, any other subject, or to ask me any questions. Uh, but this month's column is titled "Be Fruitful and Multiply." Uh, you know, strange timing on this, of course, because uh, recently in the news, uh, there's a woman who gave birth to eight children. Uh, I think, is it octuplets? Is that the terminology? So it's funny because I actually wrote this about a month ago, so I, I do think there are times when I'm, I'm quite uh, well plugged into uh, perceiving what are uh, topical subjects, and this certainly is one. So let me kind of plunge forward and read my uh, February 2009 snake oil column, Be Fruitful and Multiply. I used to work with an incredibly sweet young woman who waited tables with me at a French restaurant. Teresa was a 24-year-old good Catholic girl. She was not a great waitress, but she was one of the kindest, most thoughtful people I've ever worked with. At the end of the night, when the chef made his dinner, my sister and I both worked there, and we sometimes shared stories about our childhood. Teresa was fascinated with our stories about growing up in a large Catholic family. She was the only child who longed for the ideal of being part of a large family with many brothers and sisters. She hoped to get married someday soon to a wonderful man and to start the process of giving birth to lots of children. While I can see that she would undoubtedly make a wonderful mother, I felt compelled to explain to her why I thought her plan to have a large family might not be the best idea. After I told Teresa about what I thought about the ideal of creating really large families, it was clear that she was a lot less fond of me, me and my big mouth. There was no question that there were real benefits for me that were connected to growing up in a family of nine. We learned how to interact with many different types of people. There were lots of us, male, female, kind, not so kind, big, small, you name it, we all had unique characteristics. For many years we shared rooms, one bathroom, fought for a second piece of chicken, and learned how to share because we had to. We figured early on in life that life was not always fair. The older and bigger siblings had more power and often used it on the smaller and weaker ones. Even though I was one of the youngest, I learned how to maneuver around my older siblings and how to manipulate mom to get some of my needs met. The experience of being part of a large family taught us how to coexist, and we developed diplomacy skills that became invaluable tools later on in life. We had lots of fun times that were mixed in with occasional dramas and crises that are a natural part of any large group. We grew up knowing we were part of something larger than us. We were more than individuals. We were part of a family. Unfortunately, there were some real disadvantages to being part of a large family. Dad worked long hours to support all of us. Mother did as well. She was a stay-at-home mom who constantly struggled to keep a clean home, keep us fed, and to manage the tremendous responsibilities that came with seven kids who were often fighting each other. She worked hard to stretch money and to attend to the endless demands on her time. Understandably, it was very difficult for her and my dad to be involved with us on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Little things like playing a game with us or one-on-one -on -one chats were almost non-existent. They were just too busy to have the time to prioritize connecting with us as individuals. 
that was simply not able to devote the time to get to know and be proud of each of us for our own unique personalities and talents. This often made us question our sense of self-worth and whether we were really lovable. Some of my siblings have reminded me that they still feel the sting of missing out on having a close connection to mom and dad. They felt deprived as children and still feel the effects of this unintentional neglect. I truly understand why they feel this hurt. One of my closest friends now has a three-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. He often rushes home from work so that he can play ball a few days a week with his son. His wife spends quality time with her daughter doing arts and crafts projects with her. When I see this, I can really see how beneficial this is for them and the children. These special times keep them connected and remind the children how important they are. When I was a kid, I remember a few times when Mom let us help her make cookies. One Christmas, she helped us make a gingerbread house. I remember when I was 10, Mom played a game of gin rummy with me. They were all beautiful memories, but they were few and far between. Most of the time, I felt lost in a crowd and not very important. I never resented my parents for the lack of attention, though. I understood that they just physically couldn't spare the time. Undoubtedly, this is a common theme in large families. It's one of the reasons why I believe that a, the ideal of a huge family is not as rosy as it sounds. Still, the main reason why I feel that the ideal of a large family is no longer a wise choice in this current day and age is simply practical mathematics. The world is already overpopulated. If we continue to reproduce at the current rate, there will be some extreme problems in the near future. While there are many difficult global issues that currently are important for us to deal with, the population explosion is the biggest issue, primarily because overpopulation increases all of the other problems we already face. Global warming, food shortages, greenhouse effect, destruction of the rainforest, loss of wildlife, pollution, waste disposal, and where to house all the increased numbers. These examples are only a few of the many issues that threaten our world. As the population increases, we increase the strain that is already weighing on our planet, and our current issues will be magnified because of it. During the time when the Bible was written, it made sense to follow the be fruitful and multiply theme. 2,000 years ago, lifespans were much shorter. There was, far more available, there was far more available land for people to expand to as the population grew. Even a few hundred years ago, this idea held true. You often needed a large family to produce workers on the farms. It was more common to lose children during childbirth or diseases that struck when they were young. At a quite practical level, there were significant reasons for producing more children. This need, for the most part, no longer holds true. In this day and age, when I hear about a woman who produced 14 children, I cringe, and I wonder how her body was able to do that. Who is the financial means to take care of that many children? Currently, many of the more fundamentalist religious families seem to produce the largest families. Maybe they're still following biblical teachings to the letter of the law. Maybe modern advances in understanding birth control are ignored because of these religious beliefs. It is probable that some of them are attempting to create more followers of their religion by giving birth to so many kids. simple truth is that anyone in this day and age who still thinks that it is God's plan to create huge families is not in tune with the realities of our current times. In some instances, it can be a good thing to produce large families. Some people are so skilled at being good parents that they should bless more than an average amount of children with the benefits of their skill and tremendous ability to love. 
the sweet young lady I worked with at a restaurant is probably one of those people. But a better answer for her and people who want to, the ideal of a large family would be adoption. Giving birth to a few children and adopting some of the many unwanted children who yearn to be part of a real family is a much better way to harmoniously create a large family. This approach is beneficial at so many levels and is the kindest and ultimately environmentally friendliest approach possible. Interpretations of biblical writings from thousands of years ago about procreation no longer are responsible. The earth itself has a consciousness, the need to protect itself. If we continue being so careless with the gift of this earth by reproducing in such extreme numbers, there will inevitably be repercussions. It will find a way to create balance again. This might be in the form of severe destructive weather, sterility in women, food shortages, new diseases, or epidemics that will end some lives. Recently deceased comedian George Carlin conveyed this in a creative and humorous way some years ago. If we keep messing with the earth, it's going to eventually shake us off like a bad case of fleas. Okay, so that's my column. I wrote this about a month ago, again, which is funny with the, uh, the timing of the uh, woman who recently gave birth to eight children, who was, by the way, using fertility drugs to do that. Uh, anyway, let me give a shout-out here to some of the people in my chat room. Uh, hello to Joe Desity and Sunflower. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, thank you for uh, blessings from Scotland. Uh, that's an interesting connection. And uh, Joe Desity comments that I also wonder how people can afford that many children. And she's absolutely right. You know, that, that's a great point that you, you bring up. And I, I think I mentioned something like that in the article, uh, in, the, in, the, in the blog piece. Uh, you know, my dad made a decent living, but with seven kids and mom needing to stay at home to take care of them, uh, you know, things were tight when we were young. I, I you know, I, I, I guess I... I look now at some of the extravagances that, that some children have, and I think it's wonderful at one level, but at another level, um, I wonder if it's really kind of teaching them the value of money in that sense also. I do think that that's an issue. Let me give the call-in number out, um, too, in case anybody I, – I absolutely, please feel free to make comments in the chat room, and I will comment on your comments or to ask questions. But if anybody wants to call in live and talk for a few minutes, that guest call-in number is – Six four six two hundred three nine six six. Again, that's six nine six two hundred three nine six six. So either way is valuable. And if you do want to call, uh, certainly we can. Oh, I have a caller right here. So here we go. So let me pick this up. Hello two seven zero. Hello Jim. How are you this afternoon? Good. How are you? I'm good. Oh. Listen, um, my name is Renata, and I have a show on Blog Talk Radio, The Gathering Space. I live, I'm actually calling you to get the word out. I live in Paducah, Kentucky, and I'm not sure if people are aware around the country that for eight days we've been without power. I got my power on this morning, and Kentucky is in a dire strait. Um, Yes, this is my eighth day without power. It came on this morning, Um, and I just, I don't think that that the people are aware of how bad it is. There was over a million right. people without power. Wow. So I would just ask for you and those tuning into your show to um, do all they can, just pray, light around, and that we can get some help. I live in a very rural community, um, 
And I'm just very grateful that I have power this morning. It's, I've been without power since last Sunday, and it's snowing in 20 degrees now here. Um, and I just, oh, there goes wow. my power again. There it goes again. Wow, that's a t- you know what, and th- this is interesting. I don't watch that much news. I do watch a little here and there just to say relatively informed, but I had not even heard about this at all. That's the um, thing. I don't think people are aware, and I know our uh, governor, I've been listening to my car radio, and I know our governor's been up asking the president, asking and letting him know that this is the most major disaster. Over a million and a half people, three inches of ice, banks, everything's closed down, food. I mean, people are suffering. And um, the National Guard, I heard on the radio, they're supposed to be coming in, but Kentucky is such a large state and it's so rural that um, I was actually able to come and get my computer. And I just want for everybody that's tuning in and you as well as yourself just to put a lot of energy and let people know and be aware that um, we are in dire straits and we need as much help as we can get. Uh, I'm well. I'm glad you called, and you know I've actually. I'm got so praying clients. I could get through to somebody. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm, I've got some clients actually in Kentucky as well too, um, and you know, and I'm getting some comments in the chat room that they're telling you that prayers are coming your way. And, well, I feel it. I am a medium. I'm in Paducah, and it's been a long eight days, and all my needs have been met. I mean, I'm warm. My children are safe. Um, my neighbors. Um, it's oh wow. <laughs> anyway, I'm just grateful that I got through. I think my phone's going to go on. They have my power on this morning. It's going on and off right now. Right. Um, right. Just let people know to um, that. Just I firm believer in prayer and putting light out there. And um, absolutely, I can't get out of my property. There's power lines everywhere. I don't know what all's going on, but I'm just grateful that I have my children with me. I know my son that's in Louisville is safe now. I didn't know that for a week, I'm, and I just don't think because everything's been knocked down that anybody has been aware of Kentucky and what's been going on. Right. Well, I'm glad you got through because, like I said, we're getting a number of people you know, commenting and, and feeling your need, and I certainly do as well. I know that um, you know, it's, it's tremendously difficult to go through something like this, but you know, one thing I would say is it, you sound like a strong person. There's no question that you are going to get through it. Right. I always think of, you know, it was one of my favorite oracles that I've studied is the rune stones, and one of my sort of favorite expression is when we go through, you know, crisis or difficulty, if we can focus on the idea that this will eventually pass. Exactly. In other words, you know what I mean? Because it, it does, and it really, in reality, it will make you stronger. And I think, you know, for, for you guys, um, uh, the exact quote is, do not try to pull down the veil and escape from life to, by denying what is happening. You right. will exactly. knowing that is your protection. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, this is, this is really, this is a great tie-in with what we're talking about also because, you know, the, the reality of it is, is, is even someone commented about this in the, in the chat room that, you know, in many ways we're going back to basics. And Absolutely. And you don't have power, you know what I mean? If that is not something that's going to put you in touch with the basic necessities of life. Well, my, that, my concern was, um, I mean, the power. I mean, the first two days, three days, it's okay. The eighth day... Um, that's fine. I, I am a medium. I have a show on Blog Talk as well, and it's right. like I can deal with this. But when there's more snow coming down and we're in 20 degrees, I do have some damage, but all my needs have been met. Now I'm right. just concerned about I'm able to listen to the radio on my car um, that, you know, there are people, and I think I'm just exhausted. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> just like exhausted. it. Just exhausted. Just exhausted. so. Um, well, I'm definitely sending good thoughts as are uh, my listeners as well towards you. I will, at the point when, when I finish up, to do a little 
kind of stronger prayer that way that you guys get things turned back on. I, yes, I think that people, are, if, the, if the country is aware of how severe it is, then I know it's just getting that message out there. And I'm going to let you go. My power is going off, but I, I did hear from Spirit that I get in there, load up, put up that computer on, there'll be somebody call in and get it going. Get it going and let people be aware. Um, um, and so hopefully, so I thank you very much. Have a great day, and I'll try and tune thank into your you show calling. another time. <laughs> Absolutely, and we'll we'll check out yours as well too. Thank you again, Pop. Okay. Put me on your friends list when you get okay. the time. Okay, uh, will do. You know, thanks, you, so, you thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Um, that was a. I don't know how to work this switchboard half the time. So if you, if you, uh, let me see if I can get this thing to work. All right. There we go. I got it. All right. Okay, anyway, so yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, some of the things, uh, the comments that I see in the, you know, the chat room are, are absolutely right. Uh, you know, Sunflower mentions that it's a harsh way to make people aware of our resources, and, uh, and it's the only way to help people remove their blinkers. Um, you know, and, and also the warning for others to prepare for similar things. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, you guys are bringing up a really valid point that that's something I had written about a long time ago. Also, you know, I had noticed when you know I, one of the things that this kind of this kind of sidetracks a little bit is still on 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 target here with the the point of the conversation is, you know, in 1999, 2000, when when we elected George Bush, and I'm not putting all this on George Bush's shoulders by any means, because George Bush is was just a representative of a lot of the beliefs and perspectives of many people in this culture. Okay, so you know what I mean? It is This is no attack on Republicans or anything like that. Please don't waste anyone getting irritated with me about that. But, you know, I have sort of termed the, the 2000 um, as the stupidity decade because, I, you know, and it started off with jackass and dumb shows like that. And I think, you know, we literally kind of stepped backwards in many ways this decade with this pushback toward, like, I don't know, it always sort of struck me as that everyone was like trying to go back to 1950 or something, when women were in the kitchen and, and cooked pot pies and there were no fags and there was, uh, you know, and everything, everyone was wonderfully religious and everyone followed this perfect formulas. And, you know, to me, I have never seen something so ridiculous in that sense uh, that, that again, it's, it was a government issue, but, but it, it really was a representation of a, a level of the consciousness of the culture that were trying to get us back to the quote-unquote good old days. You know, even during those days, they weren't really necessarily the good ideas, that, good, old, good old days. That's illusion. But that's also part of this whole type of thing with even the reproduction. People are still attempting to follow these ridiculously outworn, outmoded perceptions that absolutely worked hundreds of years ago, but have no relevance whatsoever to these present times. Sunflower, I like the comment, she puts flock of sheep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's this non-thinking, I'm going to follow things to the literal level of the law and not really think about what they actually mean. So what we're seeing now, and, and, and a caller from Kentucky, really thank you for calling in because she did a wonderful thing by telling people what was going on and showing that we are in these you know, difficult times economically and uh, having these experiences because we need to be woken up. Even, let me give you a great example of this. Even when, remember when Katrina happened a couple of years ago and all this destruction happened here? All I can think to myself is we're spending a fortune trying to save the Middle East, trying to 
put to go this all this whole theme with war and we're putting our energy in policing other areas and teaching them what's right and bringing them to democracy and we have people in our own country that are dying and struggling and you know no money is available no little military is available to, to handle that because we're sticking our nose in places where we don't really necessarily need to stick our nose in and it isn't that we we shouldn't be a global world and interact and help other people, but when you have problems in your own backyard, you prioritize taking care of the problems in your own backyard. And to me, that was the message at a larger level of Katrina. And now, you know, again, we have this little crisis uh, going on even in Kentucky right now with people without power, and it's 20 degrees in, in the winter. So if these are... These are not, to me, they're not punishments from God or any, you know, get rid of that, this, this theatrical way of looking at it. But it's kind of simple karmic repercussion in that sense because we have to focus our energy and taking care of our own. We have to focus on, uh, on dealing with the issues that are in front of us here and get our noses out of places that they don't belong. And that's why I am very, very um, outspoken even about the whole uh, uh, child issue with people reproducing in such such large numbers because I think we you know we have this kind of uh, interesting dynamic that goes on where you oh what a blessing she had eight kids that's not a blessing that's a you know that's a freaking nightmare in that sense it's absolutely inappropriate again for this current day and age and it isn't that this happening on occasion would not be you know necessarily a bad thing in other words, I do think some people are, are capable of producing large families and handling that. But I have, a, I have a theory. I mean, I think a lot of heterosexual people are choosing not to have children or certainly having smaller families. Uh, for me, I'm gay. Honestly, I have no desire to have children. I make a great uncle, and that's the role that I'm going to happily take through, through my life. Uh, you know, I, but I think you know, th these roles are shifting in society, and that's a good thing. And, it, again, it has to do with these people hanging on to these past ideals that have little to nothing to do with the current day and age and the experiences that we're going through right now. Uh, let me let me comment. Let me see what we got in, in the uh, the chat room. I want to comment on some of the comments. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, let me see. Uh, Sunflower writes, I've always found it bizarre as to why no one thought about what laws were put in place, right? craziest child I could not understand this uh, as it, but I did laugh at how uh, how frustrating it was for me growing up okay so you're sharing my point of view obviously uh, and Joe Destiny comments that that's how she feels too that we should take care of our country first absolutely uh, yeah th this is these are these are the issues and these are the messages that, that are coming through. And you know, I, I'm all about paying attention to symbols and messages. I, I've been doing that all my life. I think that's what got me into reading oracles in the first place. The joke uh, from from me when I was a kid is sometimes people would say that Jim could throw sticks on the ground and tell you some meaning behind it. Um, yeah, I could. I always had the ability to do that. And I also always have been good at, at seeing kind of these larger patterns that exist within society itself and where things are necessarily heading. And it, it, I think it's a Sagittarian gift, although I'm sure there's some Sagittarius that, that don't have it. 
but it, it's a good gift. Um, I've, you know, I always thought communism would eventually really fall in many ways also. I, you know, there's, there's many, I always thought when I first got into the New Age field in the 80s, um, I, people would tell me it was a fad, and I was like, no, this is not a fad. This is something that's a real reality that is uh, going to be part of our, our current world. And if you're not tuned into it in the uh, future, you're going to be a little short-stepped. You're going to be behind in that sense. But even the, uh, you know, a lot of metaphysicians have, pr have predicted this difficult period that we're going through, um, and yeah, even Sunflower comments on this. At the end of the day, us as mankind have the power to stop famine, war, etc. You're absolutely right, Sunflower. We are, these things are being called in, not as punishment, not as, except any, they really, in reality, crisis ends up uniting us. That's the thing that I, I always notice. Whenever there's a major crisis, um, for instance, like, again, we'll use uh, Katrina as an example. Um, uh, the thing of it is, is it's funny because when there's a crisis, people have to pull together and help each other. So, you know, racial issues go out the door. Sexuality issues go out the door. Um, you know, uh, wealth, uh, financial issues go out the door. People need to be helped. Uh, and, and they tend to pull together and help each other. So that, that's a good thing that to me that comes out of these difficult uh, experiences that happen. They kind of reunite us again in that sense. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of, uh, of different things for us to look at with uh, what's going on in this current day and age and, and how we're handling it and what we're doing about it and what our part is going to be in it. And one of the really the greatest recommendations I can possibly um, uh, suggest, while we need to be awake to the difficulties that are going on in the world right now, absolutely, don't put your energy toward it. In other words, help people out, um, absolutely. Understand what's going on, but don't get caught in the fear packaging, because in many ways that's also what's being sold. If we, if we stay positive, if we know that we're going to be directed um, and be successful in our lives, then we can not only do that and be empowered, but then we can really absolutely help other people by being in an empowered, strong place ourselves. Um, so that, I think, is a really important thing to, to be aware of and to keep in mind that uh, we, we don't want to get caught in, in the, the crisis uh, mentality, because really, I think that the bad economy idea, while valid at one level, I think that's being sold, you know, literally in a way that also is creating further fear in that sense. Uh, let's see what Sunflower has to say about this here. Uh, uh, about money being given. At the end of the day, let me see if I get this right here on my little thing. At the end of the day, the money there is there, so it should be given without the public being asked once again, manipulating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and right, you, you mentioned uh, uh, to give money to save the life of an animal, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, everyone has to be willing to give in their own way. You know, we all have different uh, – one of my favorite authors, metaphysical authors, is a man named Dick Suffin, who was fairly famous in the 80s and the 70s, and I think he's probably semi-retired now. Brilliant man. But he said we have a right to not care. 
And I remember when I first heard that, I thought, oh, my God, what is he saying? But what he meant was that we have to pick and choose where we're going to put our energy and what we're going to care about. If we, put, if we want to save the whales, we want to save the dolphins, we want to save the animals, we want to help homeless children, all of those things are good. But we could spread ourselves so thin that we don't really, really have a really true focus because we're all over the map. But I think there's, there's an element of knowing that we can care, but we have to all in our own ways do things that are where we're empowered that we want to work with in that sense or to help others and, um, and you know, fulfill our own karma, our own dharma, our direction karma in that sense. Because, I mean, I have certain things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, I certainly personally have a really strong level of energy around, around protecting animals. Um, and children to a large extent as well. Um, I, uh, you know, another area that I think is really significant for me is that we, uh, you know, get rid of these uh, class systems that constantly keep operating about who gets rights and who doesn't get rights and all these other factors that come into play. So, you know, these are the areas that, that are particularly strong for me. And all of my listeners and everyone out there is going to have areas that are important to them as well. And I think that the key is knowing that everyone is is doing really something of value when you're putting energy toward educating other people or um, opening people's eyes or or even just caring in the first place. One of my favorite things that I that I like to talk about is whenever there's an issue or a problem that I feel is overwhelming in my own life or out in the world in that sense, you know, I like to close my eyes and kind of quietly call angels to come to help the situation out. In fact, I've made the suggestion many times to mothers when they worry about their children um, that this is a great thing to do because it really works. Um, I I think there's a whole realm of of angels and, and other beings on the other side that exist in other dimensions that will assist us and guide us and, and help us. Uh, But I think um, that we have to ask, uh, we've got to be willing to kind of get quiet and ask them to come do it because they can't push their way in. Life on the physical plane is about choice. Um, and we have to realize that we do make choices and they can't, uh, they can't help unless we've asked them to. But when we ask them to, they'll help. That's the thing is you've got to kind of trust that. Okay, so let's see. I've got a question here from Joe City. She says, will you be doing short personal readings today? Uh, this is the first time I've listened to your show. Absolutely. We are only have about 10 minutes, so if I do get a call, I'm only going to be able to take one more call. This is actually only a 45-minute show, but I do do the show every, usually the, around the first of the month, first Tuesday of the month, and then the third Tuesday of the month, I do an interview show with someone, and you can also call in uh, during the interview shows as well, too. So absolutely, at any point during a show, you can call in and ask a question. Um, so feel free to do that anytime when I do a show, even if it's not related necessarily to the subject at hand. So, uh, yeah, so as a future reference, absolutely, and we do have a few more minutes. Um, I, I just, it depends on, uh, oh, let's see, she asked, do you have to call you, or you can do it through... Let me see what this is, through chat. Yeah, uh, you can ask a question through chat, Jodessity, absolutely. In fact, that might be the easiest way. Now, if you want to ask a question, I'll, I'll answer that on air, though. You know what I mean? So everyone's going to hear it, of course. Uh, but I'll wait for you to do that if you decide to do it, um, and I'll answer your question to the best of my ability. So uh, hold on here. I think we've got a call. Let me answer this call. 
Hello? 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 One, Hello? One, one, one. Hello? 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 Okay, can you hear me? This is... It's, um, Sunflower. Is it Sunflower? Yes. Can you hear and me? How are okay? you? I, yeah, absolutely. Good. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering if it's possible for a short reading. Is that sure. possible? Do you have a specific question you want to ask, or are you just kind of going with the flow of things and just looking yeah, at see what... Yeah, over the flow. Okay, yeah. give me, uh, just give me a, uh, about a minute here. I'm going to pull a, I'm going to pull, an or, I'm going to pull a runestone for you, and then I'm going to, um, uh, and then we're going to pull a tarot card if I can kind of see what the subject is about. All right, let's see what comes up here. That's the thing with me is I'm not a straight psychic. I use tools, so people oh, will notice yeah. this about me when they work with me that there's these little pauses because I want to pull cards or things. I get the impressions, but I, I'm, you know, it's probably from being Taurus rising that there's a part of me that um, I like the tangibility factor, strangely enough. So anyway, this is what I got. Let me tell you what, what, has, what has come up. Um, I pulled a rune stone and it came up the blank rune and then it pulled a, um, uh, a tarot card and it came up the devil. Um, oh and well, it, it sounds scarier than it is in that sense. Yes. The devil actually Change. is a major arcana card, right? It has a lot to do with, and this ties in nicely with what the rune is saying, is you, you, you know, the devil card represents the chains of life or the chains that we put on ourselves that keep us down in that sense. It can represent fear itself. So it can be, you know, there are times when fear can be a beneficial thing because it, it helps to structure us, but there are other times mm-hmm. we know when we need to break from it in that sense. And the blank rune is an interesting rune because the runes were used by the Vikings, and it's kind of like a navigational aid um, in that sense that was meant to uh, help guide us and make better decisions and better choices. So mm-hmm. the blank rune indicates what we're going through right now is it's almost like you're, you're it might feel like you're going through something similar again from the past in kind of a different way. The, yeah. the thing of it is, is the blank rune represents an opportunity also. It means that you could rewrite the script for your life right now in that sense, but it involves looking at the areas where you've held yourself back, the circumstances and the situations that have kind of made, maybe made you feel a little bit caged in that sense, mm-hmm. and you being willing to break out of that and go in a new direction. I'm feeling like yeah. you've got a lot of strong intuitive ability yourself. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, yeah. I, I feel like there are messages coming through already that are kind of directing you, but I keep okay, feeling yeah. like there's a difference between what your heart's telling you and then your mind, of course, is messing with you a bit <laughs> because yeah. it's not. <laughs> You're trying to figure out a way to do this. It all sounds great on paper, you know what I mean? But then yeah. the actuality of it feels like that that's um, a little bit hard to break through. And that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. So the feeling that I'm getting and the, and the advice that I'm going to give you is I'd like you to just get real um, – I, I just want you to do this at a daily basis every couple of days, whether at night or during the day, whenever it feels right. I want you to get really, really quiet and just let – you know, maybe five minutes a day and let whatever messages come through. You almost want to get your mind quiet and it's almost like, think of it like your normal life is one radio station and when you get quiet, you turn the dial a few degrees. 
and you pick up a different mm-hmm. perception. Because I'm getting that yeah. that is going to do the trick because I think it's right in front of you in that sense. But the other thing is, here's the other part of this. What you're getting ready to manifest and the, the changes that you're going to make in your life, they're going to happen. So, but they're not fully formed yet. In other words, there's still certain messages and signals that have to come along the way on your path. So you don't have mm-hmm. to worry that you're going to miss the boat. Do you follow me? Okay, that's what I worry about, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not. You're not yeah, absolutely want... not going to. There's a timing issue that I see going on with things in that sense. So it feels to me like there's some real signals that come up in March especially for you, and then mm-hmm. I see some real um, doors opening up to change things in June. Okay. So you're, you're right on target with it in that sense, but there's almost a little bit of a sense of anxiety, like, like I thought that it feels like you might miss the boat, so to speak. Yes, that's but you won't. spot on, yes. You won't. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Okay. So okay, I wish I had more time to talk, but at least I wanted to thank you for your comments also uh, in the chat room as well. No, no, I'm just glad that someone's not laughing at my comments. <laughs> no, than, um, no, 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 I think them. it's... Uh, I love the I love the sound of your voice too. It's awesome. <laughs> oh my! I hate, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. it sounds so common. You're, you're Scottish, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I I dated uh, someone Scottish a few years ago, and, and he was the same way. He he almost like didn't like his voice, and I thought it was one of the sexiest things imaginable. <laughs> I know. I know. That, that's probably a Sagittarian thing. We like weirdness. We like we like other not weird <laughs> we like cultural things. You know what I mean? So no, that's fine. Um, weirdness, weirdness fits me fine. Yeah, absolutely. So um, anyway, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> Joe Desu's question real quick. But thank you for calling, and you have a wonderful day. No, well, thank you, thank you. Okay, thank Alrighty, you. You've bye. got a great show. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so Jodesity, I've only got about uh, a minute or two here to answer your question. <laughs> She's She's still laughing here, so let me let me see if I get quick. I'm going to give you some quick quick answer, and then I'm going to close out in a couple minutes. But I'm I'm certainly I don't want to uh, I don't want to ignore Joe Destiny about the relationship thing. Okay, here's what I'm getting, Joe Destiny, on your her question is um, about your relationship. You know, I feel like this is um your relationships are your relationship is definitely going through some major changes at this point, and I feel like it might be a little rough water at this time. Um, you, it, it really feels like um, you're, you're, a part of you is growing. It's almost like the phoenix coming out of the ashes, and you're growing and becoming something more in terms of what you want and what you feel comfortable with and what you're happy with in your relationship. So I feel like there are some changes um, in the relationship. Use my call in there. Uh, some changes right now that are a little tough. I pulled a rune for you, and it came up the rune of strength, which will give you the strength do what you have to do. Keep in mind that there are actually five processes of change and transformation that occur in life. There is um, death, decay, fertilization, gestation, and rebirth. I kind of feel like you might actually be in the um, somewhat of the possibly even the decay stage. The thing that was already a change, it might have felt like a death or a shift in you or in the situation. Absolutely, and um, I feel like now you're sort of collecting yourself in terms of where you're going next in life. Um, but I, I, I get a really strong feeling that there are some really good new things for you 
because it's rather than look at, at this situation as a, as, a, as a difficult loss or a change, look at it as you moving to a whole new level in your life. Um, uh, you, you, it really feels like it, it had to, the relationship has to change and grow in order for it to survive. And I want you to be prepared for either outcome. If it doesn't grow and move forward, then you will... <laughs> Uh, it will move on to something more positive, and it does have the possibility that it will. But that's all in uh, in the process right now. Um, so I, I'm I'm leaning toward the fact that you might be kind of moving your way out of this. Although it's not necessarily definite that the the partner may not uh, make some changes at this point. But I feel like you have to be prepared for either outcome. And if you are, you'll be in a strong place. Um, really, really strong place. So it just feels like there's some difficult energy around this. But I'm telling you, it's not decided. And uh, uh, Sunflower, sorry for butting in. No, it's absolutely, it's great to comment for each other. Um, let me do a quick closeout, and I'm going to stay online for a few more minutes if you guys are still in the chat room. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Snake Oil Radio. Catch me next month, or actually one more time this month for my interview show. Uh, VenturaSag at uh, Yahoo.com for, um, to get on my uh, mailing list as well. Okay, so we're not streaming, which means that we're technically off air. Um, uh, but uh, at least I can kind of finish this comment uh, for Joe Desity. Uh Yeah, so that, you know what? I, I'm telling you, that's what I'm feeling. It actually hasn't been decided. It can go either way. Um, but it has, you know what? I have to give you, a, let me tell you a little quick story here. Um, I had a friend of mine who had some major issues in a long-term marriage, and she basically uh, really had a lot of struggles with her husband. He had had an affair a few years before that. He came to terms with that. And, you know, long story short, she really was struggling. And I actually gave her the advice to leave him. And she fought it for a long time, but she finally separated. You know what was great? They were separated for about two weeks. And it's because she separated that the husband realized that he needed to make changes or he was going to lose her. And they got some counseling work. He dealt with his addiction issues. And they're actually doing much better now and happily living together. But see, here's the thing. Sometimes that, that the idea of, of really uh, of doing that is absolutely terrifying to people in that sense. You know what I mean? To, to really, you know, when it comes to a relationship, we often want to hang on. And I don't ever suggest running from a relationship. I'd always suggest doing the best to work on it but sometimes partners may need a push. So um, that is kind of my advice here in that sense. It isn't necessarily that you, uh, again, even leave at this point. These are decisions that you have to make for yourself. But I want you to get stronger in that you're going to be okay no matter what. That's the whole key. This, the, the rune of strength is a rune that really means that your own, your own higher self, your own spirit wants you to move to the next level in that sense. Either the relationship moves up to a higher, more balanced, healthier place, or it goes. And I think that that's a really strong place to be in, in that sense, in life, because you realize that no matter what, you're going to be okay. I, I know that, uh, you know, relationships are complicated, and I, am, I do feel like there is some potential here that things can be worked out. But I do feel I'm getting a very strong message that you've got to get into a strong place yourself to know that you've got to prioritize yourself in that sense and your own needs. And, uh, and if you work from that angle, you should be okay.
So I hope that's a help. Um, I see that uh, Sunflower is <laughs> has invited you to uh, to talk to her as well to through her uh, her my sister. That's actually very nice, Sunflower. Uh, I'm glad to see I can uh, connect some people to the site. So that said, um, again, you know, uh, feel free to uh, email me at any point at uh, Ventura Sag V E N T U R A S A G at yahoo.com if you want to get on my mailing list and get my monthly column first of the month, lots of information about metaphysics, spirituality, discounts on sessions that I'm doing and various other classes and things that I do. So uh, feel free to check that out. And I do want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in today and a special thanks to you, Sunflower, and you, Joe Desity, for your comments and your uh, opinions and your questions today. Appreciate it. So um, thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful day, and um, all the best to both of you. Cheers.